Well, good morning, friends. This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. Um, man, time is flying by. I'm like, what, what is the date going to be by the time this podcast drops? I don't even remember. It's got like the 23rd or something, maybe the 24th. I think it's going to be the 24th. So we have covered a lot of ground so far with this life coaching series. I really hope you guys are getting some value out of it. This week, we're going to be talking about the choices of maturity for a couple days. And then we're going to talk about facts versus feelings. And then very, very soon, I think next week, we're going to start getting into the core identity stuff. So right now, we've been in the the phase of, you know, just being self-aware. And that's going to be number one, you guys. You cannot change something you're not aware of. Now, you can feel an area of your life where you feel like you, you, know, you need change. Anywhere where you feel stressed or burdened or, um, you know, just kind of burned out, then you can definitely tie that into something in your perspective that needs to get a shift. You know, God says he's come to give us life that we have abundantly. Um, God is the God of the aha moment. So when you're sitting there and you're like, Lord, why am I feeling this way? What is going on with me? What am I thinking? You know, if you learn to surrender yourself to the Lord like that, he will reveal it to you. He will show it to you and the chains will start to come off you guys. So it's really, really important that you learn to be aware of yourself and really the state that you're in right now, as far as being goes, you know, do you have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance? Do you have those things in your life growing in increasing measure? Or is your life consumed with things that are stealing, killing, and destroying you? Are you anxious? Are you stressed? Are you burned out? Are you feeling condemned? Uh, are you filled with you know chaos? Those types of things. You gotta be aware of that. You've gotta see how those things in you are really hindering you from the things you wanna do in the outside world. Think about think about it like this for you guys. Do you remember when Peter wanted to step out on the water and walk to the Lord and the Lord was like, yeah, let's do this thing, right? But it was only when he looked at his circumstances, right? And it revealed the fear that was within. It was the fear that was already in him. His circumstances just revealed his true condition on the inside. The fear was there. He didn't realize how much it was interfering with his life, right? And so, you know, if you're looking at your circumstances and you're feeling stressed, you know, ask the Lord, why am I stressed? The word says that you're enough, Lord. Why am I allowing my circumstances and the way that I see things to control? Because you told me I could walk on the water, you know, like with Peter. Now there's going to be a context for everything, but you know, being able to understand that whole dynamic, that the only problem you're ever going to have is how you feel about something and how you feel about something comes from how you see it, your perspective. And sometimes your perspective has to be tweaked. You have to be willing to widen it, look at it, something from a different angle to really understand it and get that piece that you're seeking you guys. So it's really important to be self-aware. And then pretty soon we're going to start getting into how our beliefs are formed and, uh, how to build a rock solid identity, you guys. So it's coming up very soon. And then we're going to, once we get into that kind of stuff, you guys, towards the end, uh, we're going to get into communication um, and learning, you know, different ways to set goals, how to look at goals and uh, some different strategies you can take for that, you guys. But we're not going to get to any of that stuff until we get through this. This is the foundation, you guys. I want you guys to have a solid foundation. So before we get into this episode today with, you know, choices of maturity, Um, Let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump into this thing. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, that everything is a choice. Maturity is a choice. Growth is a choice and development. 
and to go from glory to glory and to seek you with all of our hearts. Lord, you tell us to seek you. It's our responsibility first. Lord, you've already made up your mind that you want to be with us. Now we just got to consciously turn our attention to you. Help us to do that today, God. Help us to turn our attention to you, to seek you and we will find you, to knock and the door will be opened. That there's no excuse for us not seeing you work in our life. You tell us, Lord, to get up in the morning, present our requests before you, pour our hearts out and wait in expectation. If we're not doing that today, Lord, help us to see what we believe about you or about ourselves that is really blocking us from receiving the reality of who you are, Lord. So, and you know what, Lord, as, as hard as this can be, thank you, God, for reminding us that we do have a choice, that we're not slaves. Lord, we can be free. We can choose how we want to respond to life around us. And Lord, you've given life in us. You say if the water you give us will produce, you know, wells of living water that will spring up in us, God, and will overflow. Help us to understand this, Lord, and live in that reality, God, no matter where we're at in the world. Help us to see that you are enough, God. Give us the grace and the strength. Help us to receive your grace and your strength and your love. Let us continually trust you to provide for us supernaturally above and beyond that we can even understand. That's the kind of love you give us, Lord, love that surpasses knowledge. You say we don't have to be anxious about anything but to pray, and you will give us the peace that surpasses understanding. So help us, God, to be so vulnerable before you like that, to pour out our hearts, pour out the things we don't understand. We don't know how things are always going to work out or what have you, Lord, but help us, God, to choose to surrender these things to you and wait in expectation, God, for you to work in our life. So we love you, Lord. I pray that you will guide and direct this conversation today. Help us to take on these attitudes, God, of maturity so we can be fully utilized, Lord, and have the life that you want to give us, God. Help us to recognize what we can do on our side so we can um, live the life that you've come to give us, have life and have it abundantly, Lord. So we thank you, God. We love you. We thank you for this day. Pray you bless it. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So you guys, we're going to be talking about the choices of maturity this week. I'm going to walk you guys through, I think it's the first four. Let me check really quick. I'm sure you can hear my page turning. So we're going to wa- I'm going to walk you guys through the first four, and then I think there's four or maybe five tomorrow that we're going to go through. And then we're going to be talking about facts and feelings and the kind of the difference between the, those two things um, on Wednesday and Thursday. So I hope you guys stay tuned for that. If you have not subscribed, hit that subscribe button on the podcast. You guys, um, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You will be notified every day an, an episode does upload Monday through Thursday, you guys. Um, and so continue to uh, subscribe. I hope you guys are, you know, benefiting. I'm hope- <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Lord, am I putting too much out there? <laughs> you know, too much content. But, uh, you know, I, I fully believe that we are supposed to seek God every day. And he's not, he, he, he says, man, he, what is that? What is that, you guys? Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from him. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, every day we got to be seeking him and we got to be seeking sustenance that he gives to us. And so, you know, I get up every day. I spend time with the Lord. And this is sort of just the overflow of that. You guys, I want to share with you the perspectives and the things that the Lord has brought into my life in hopes of inspiring you to, um, you know, seek him every day and find the life he has for you. And so anyway, you guys, let's just talk about choices of maturity. So we all have attitudes, behaviors, and habits that need to be challenged, okay? And you're like, well, what do you mean, Ashley? Well, if you really get real about your life, okay, you need to be able to analyze the areas of your life where you're not fulfilled. Where are you struggling? Where do you feel stuck? Why are we as Christians so afraid to face ourselves in this way, especially Christians? I could see if you were a non-Christian 
if you didn't have the grace of God or the love of God or the Holy Spirit, I could see that from that perspective because they don't have any hope, right? They're on their own. But when if you're a Christian and you're still sitting in the hole of shame, whose fault is that? Whose responsibility is that? Like you guys, I, I know this sounds super harsh and you might turn the podcast off. That's fine. I get it. But I'm serious. I want you guys to think about, get real on this stuff with yourself. Do you want to really live the life that Jesus said you can live? Do you want his word to be reality in you? Do you want to have peace regardless? You know, do you want to um, have a fulfilling life? Do you want to know that, uh, wow, you know what, God? I can. I do have an impact I can make in the world. I do know my worth. Thank you, God, for showing me that your grace is enough. And through that, I can give grace to other people. I can give grace to my family, to my children. You know, I can be there for them. I can, you know. So anyway, you guys, we have to be willing to challenge ourselves in this way, especially as Christians, because we have the grace of God. There's no excuse. I know a lot of people don't like to face themselves because they're like, oh man, it hurts too bad. You know what hurts? It hurts living with regret. It hurts knowing that, oh man, I I wonder what my life could have been if I just would have accepted the grace of God and and lived and relied on his faithfulness and his love he has for me. If I just would have humbled myself, how could my life really have been? You guys, we only got one life. We really don't know how much time we have. You guys, that's the case. It's super sobering, but it's true. I know we take it for granted sometimes because you get up every day. You got the same routine that you do. What have you? But you know what? We don't really know, you know? And so it's really, really important that we just say, you know what, God? Thank you for this day. Help me, Lord, to live in the reality that you're here with me and that you have a plan for my life and help me to get healed and and utilize what you've came to give so I can go and preach the gospel, right? I can go tell people that, wow, you know what? You don't have to stay stuck in the hole of shame. And you guys, that's what I mean. You got to keep it in the context. So anyway, we can accept the truth. Here, hold on. And here's the other thing. If you really want to overcome attitudes, behaviors, and habits in your life that aren't serving you after you've analyzed where you feel stuck. The next step is to make peace with it. You make peace with truth when you accept truth in the context of your life. Can you accept the truth of your life and what's happening? Right? It may feel uncomfortable. That's normal. But God's grace is enough. That's why we got to be humble, you guys. And so, anyway, let's, let's get into these attitudes, okay? So, the attitude of responsibility or irresponsibility. All right. What do you believe you're responsible for in life? Do you consistently blame people? You know, and go. you can go ahead and go back to the, the victim triangle. You guys, I talked about that last week on the podcast. You got to establish how you view life. Are you, a, are you stuck in the drama triangle? Are you in the, in the empowerment triangle? If you don't know what those are, go back and listen to them on the podcast. Figure out where your perception is lying right now and the truth of it. And if you don't like it, that's okay. If you can acknowledge a painful area of your life without blaming and attacking and condemning yourself, you have arrived at a level of humility that the world needs, that you need and the world needs. That's true humility. Right. You don't go, you know, something, something gets revealed about yourself that you don't like. You don't go jump in the hole and, and woe is me. And I'm just such a piece of crap and I'm so worthless. 
you just say, you know, yeah, I don't know everything. I made a mistake, but I can own it and I can learn and grow from it, right? I can get some wisdom out of that by the grace of God, you know? So being responsible versus irresponsible, that's number one. Now, the process of change is initiated only when the pain of staying the same is greater than living in an outcome that doesn't serve them. So you have to realize, wow, this, this outcome isn't serving me and I just, I can't stand it anymore. I don't like the way that I'm feeling. I don't like the way I'm processing information. I feel, I feel stuck. You know, I feel hopeless, whatever, you know, whatever negative state you're in right now, have you made the decision that that is too painful? I don't want to live in that. And I want to start to initiate the, the process of change and transition in my life by the grace of God. We can humble ourselves in this way, you guys. All right. So it's really, really important, you guys, to acknowledge the conclusions that you have come to based on a set of experiences or circumstances you acknowledge. Okay. Um, how did your mind come to believe whatever it is about yourself, God, and other people that may be killing, stealing, and destroying you? So I want you guys to just pay attention to the situation right now that's making you feel stressed and ask yourself, how did you come to that conclusion? What information are you using to build that judgment that's causing you to feel the way you're feeling? Test yourself in that way. Test the measures that you're using to come to certain conclusions, you guys. So if you are feeling like someone's stealing, killing, and destroying, or you just feel that in general, right? Because that's how you know the enemy is working in your life. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you're feeling that in an area of your life, I want you to ask yourself, what, what criteria did you use to base that conclusion? And are you accepting that you are the one that's responsible for coming up with that thought process? You came to those conclusions, you became the judge. Maybe you made assumptions about a person or God or yourself, right? The devil can only use what he sees, hears, and reads, right? He doesn't know your thoughts. He doesn't know. He doesn't live in you. He doesn't know you the way God knows you. He's, he's not the Holy Spirit, but he knows us enough to pay attention to just the things that we're not even aware of at times, you know, our unconscious responses that we have, just the autopilot, the habits we get into, Right until we realize that, wow, this habit is not serving me. Sitting on the couch, Ashley, watching a movie, eating a bag of, you know, candy or whatever mindlessly is not a good habit that's serving you. You know what I mean? But we can just get into these habits without realizing how they're not getting us to where we want to go. You guys, our life is just a product of the habits that we keep on a daily basis. And are we being responsible to that? Okay. Or are we being irresponsible? Are we taking no responsibility for it? Are we being a victim? Are we just saying, nope, that's so-and-so's fault and they shouldn't have done this or that? You know what? If you have toxic people in your life, whose responsibility is it to, to set a boundary? What do you think God did between, you know, with him and us? He's like, look, if you want to be in a relationship with me, this is the criteria, right? You're going to have to accept that I came to give you Christ, to give you grace and forgiveness that if you're going to be in my kingdom, it's going to be my way, that you're going to submit to me, that you're going to understand that you don't know everything, that you need my knowledge, my understanding, my wisdom, right? 
and in that process uh, and, and, and God's standards, right? Read the Bible. You want to know what God expects. You need to have the same type of criteria and relationship with people. So instead of blaming people for them, you know, destroying you or manipulating you, why don't you get better set of characteristics that are going to guide your relationships? Who You could do that. You could make a decision that, you know what? These, this is what I'm looking for in relationships with people. These, this is the characteristics. These are the qualities I'm looking for. Someone who's loyal and faithful and understanding and humble, right? And compassionate, has the fruit of the spirit, has love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, growing and developing. You can take responsibility for that. But if you want to be irresponsible, then you're always going to get what you got. And so don't, you know, don't come to me about it because there ain't nothing I'm going to do for you. You know what I mean? So you guys under, ask that. Do I, am I responsible or am I irresponsible? What attitude am I taking? Number two, you can be humble or you can be full of arrogance and pride. You know, you, you guys have to decide these things about yourself. And what's humility, you guys? Humility is just accepting your limitations. You accept that you're not all-knowing and therefore will have results in your life that are stealing, killing, and destroying. But you're not going to uh, fall back into victim mode. Right? You're going to humbly accept that, okay, I did my best. I made this decision. That thing didn't work out the way I wanted to, but I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to extract it. I'm going to do autopsy on the situation. If you guys don't want to repeat the bad stuff you've done in, in the past, go back and ask yourself, how were you thinking or being? What types of relationships did you have? What was their characteristics that led to those outcomes? Right? You've got to pay attention to this stuff, you guys, or you're going to continually have people in your life that you don't want to have. <clears throat> I'm, I'm giving you guys some, some nuggets right here, okay? These are the things that I've learned over time that have really given me some tools. And so I'm sharing these things with you guys. So anyway, you know, being humble, again, it's just accepting your limitations. You're not all-knowing, right? Now, what about being arrogant and prideful, you know? Well, what's arrogance? Don't tell me. I know. You know, and I think if I think we go into that mode, if we're kind of in this defense mechanism, right, Um, if we've been hurt, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. And there's other reasons for why people can be arrogant and prideful, you know, Um, maybe they're trying to find their identity in their circumstances. They want people to see them for, you know, see them in a certain light. So they say things or do things or have things or, you know, have a certain kind of job. I, I, I tried to be like that. That's why I wanted to be a registered nurse. It's not so much because, you know, it, a lot of it was just to be able to make, make the money and for people to look at my life and say, wow, Ashley, you're not that worthless. Like you had a baby really young and you did all these things, but wow, you like have a really good job and you take care of your family and you make a lot of money and you know, so that's cool. Right. And, uh, so, you know, I've been there, done that. I wanted to try to redeem my family's, you know, reputation, especially my mother and father. Oh yeah, they didn't raise such a worthless kid. So I'm going to prove to the world that I'm not worthless, you know, by what I do. And so being able to look at your life and, you know, ask yourself these kinds of questions. How do you build your identity? Is it off of a title? Is it off of how you do something? How well you do something? Your performance? Is your identity based on your performance or a title? You know, ask yourself these questions, you guys. Are you open or are you closed? 
Are you willing to change your perspective? Are you humble? Or are you just closed off and isolated and, and don't need anyone or anything? All right. So let's go to number three. Um, slow versus quick to anger. You know, you guys, I don't have a problem with anger. I think anger has a function because God gave it to us. You know, I think anger kicks in when you have not been aware of how you were being or how someone else is. You weren't paying attention to reality. And now you realize that your boundaries have been crossed so much to a point to where now you, you're, you are protecting yourself and you are like moving forward and something has to be done about this. Right. And that's normal. You should take responsibility for your life, but don't let it get to the point. And look, anger, I think is a natural thing too. Like, especially, um, as you put yourself out there and things happen, you might feel angry about a certain outcome because you weren't aware of how you were being or how someone else was. You weren't aware of certain characteristics or things that maybe needed to be in place. Therefore you can feel angry. I, I can feel angry at myself for my ignorance at times. Like, why didn't I know this? Why wasn't I paying attention to this? I can feel angry. Right. And so I, I think it's normal. Right. But it says be angry, but don't sin. Right. Don't steal, kill and destroy from somebody. Right. Uh, don't use your anger as a way to, um, you know, don't abuse people with it. That kind of thing. Use it in a positive way as of, wow, I'm really angry about this. I will use anger to leverage the change you want to make. Wow. I don't like feeling this way. This really sucks. I need to do something different, you know? So slow to anger. You've got this buffer between you and the situation right? You're like, wait a minute, what led to this situation? Like if you're feeling angry, you know, taking a step back and saying, well, how did this happen? How was I being, how was that person being? What character traits, what qualities did I have or what qualities did they have? What was I lacking? What was lacking in the relationship? Was there communication? Was there not? Was there judgment? Was there condemnation? You know, ask yourself these things, get comfortable with scrutinizing your life in this way. These, you know, be slow to anger by just, by just evaluating, right? You could get quick and get super offended, you know, but is that really going to serve you at the end of the day? I don't know. You know? Um, so like you guys, like I said, I don't have a problem with anger. I think it does have a function. I just think if you use it, um, consistently because you're not aware of, you're not aware of the things that bring about anger, well, then you need to like not be ignorant anymore and just figure out, okay, what is the function of anger and how can I, uh, what are the things that need, what are the things I need to be aware of before the anger sets in? Anger is like a last resort thing when, you know, everything else has been thrown by the wayside or hasn't been paid attention to. Anger is the last resort thing. So it's like, okay, Lord, how do, what do I need to be aware of within myself and, and situations and what wisdom do I need, you know, to minimize me sort of getting to that state where I was just sort of mindlessly walking into this thing and now I'm super angry, right? So the more aware we can become, I think the less anger we're going to experience, you know, um, God is slow to anger. Why is that? Because he's all knowing, right? Um, I think God gets angry when people are continually ignorant and don't learn from their mistakes, don't take responsibility and people, you know, suffer, we suffer at each other's hands at times in our ignorance. You know, um, when you, when you're a God who created this world with a particular function and man and woman is supposed to rule and subdue and you're supposed to, you know, be fruitful and multiply. And we got people taking advantage of each other and people trying to rule other people and trying to be arrogant and controlling. Yeah, that's going to make, you know, I believe it's going to make God angry at some point, you know, but he's slow to anger because he knows everything. Why do you think he's so patient? He gives people time. 
but there is going to come a day where it's going to be done and over with, right? God ain't, God ain't going to be, you know, well, the long suffering part's going to be over and now it's just going to be straight judgment, you know, but you know, asking yourself, am I slow to anger? Or am I quick to anger? Okay. Number four, this is the last one you guys, and I'm going to get off this podcast. Unity versus disunity. Now think about like the human body, right? It's in unity because each part knows its function. Every, every part knows what it's supposed to do. And it gives that out. And it, it works in harmony with each other. Because each part knows what it does. But then it also understands that it needs what the other thing is doing. Like the heart pumps. But it also understands that it needs to receive the blood that's coming to it. To, to get that benefit. Right? What good is a heart with no blood to pump? Right? So, you know, what good is was as lungs if you ain't got a mouth and, and a nose to breathe it in? Right? So knowing your function and then understanding how other people you need what they have in relationship to you. You know, so that type of unity. Disunity. What happens when the human body when it starts to go against itself, right? It creates all kinds of disunity. You know, apply this to your relationships. When people aren't willing to receive what they need from each other, right? What does human beings need from each other? We need, you know, Brene Brown talks about this all the time, you know, connection, love and belonging, you know, empathy, relationships. God says it's not good for man to be alone, right? Now, it's it's funny how people can be together in a room, but feel absolutely alone and isolated from each other, right? You can emotionally shut yourself off from a person and act as if they're not even there. And that happens quite a bit these days. I see it all the time. You know, you see people sitting in restaurants. They're both sitting on their phones. I'm like, that's kind of sad. Y'all ain't here for each other. Y'all, y'all ain't here to talk to each other and get to know each other and build your relationship. Y'all, they're both sitting on their phones and just doing their thing or whatever. Or, you know, I mean, I mean I've, I've seen it happen. And I've, I've done it a couple times where if someone's talking to me, I'll get my phone out and look at it really quick. And I'm, I, have to be like, I have to be intentional and say, Ashley... It's not time for that. You're here to engage with this person, you know? And so anyway, unity and disunity. Unity is not conformity. By the way, I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Unity is not you think and do what everyone else is doing. Unity isn't, oh, you know, we're all going to try to be the heart and the body. We're all going to try to do the same thing. That's not unity. That's called conformity. And um, God, we're not, we're not created to conform, you know? You're here to live out your own God-given function and potential. And you know that through the grace of God and the hole of shame he's pulled you out of. Now, the other thing I want to ask you guys, as we look within ourselves, are we seeing the worth within ourselves or seeking for it to be validated in another person? Does that make sense, you guys? Like, if we're going to be able to really truly live in unity... You have to know your worth within yourself. But is there so much disunity, especially in our country? Let's be honest, you guys. We've got to talk about it. I don't know about you, but I don't see our nation as being in unity at all. You know, people are constantly, like, belittling and trashing each other, you know? I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, if, if people support a certain presidential candidate, you know, they destroy their property. I'm like, what? Do people really do that? And I'm like, you know what? Is it deeper than that, Lord? Is it really just people feeling like they're not validated and heard? 
you know, in that way. I mean, do they feel so worthless that they're trying to seek validation outside of themselves in that way? Like asking the question, do you see the worth that's within you? Or are you seeking it to be validated in another person? Are you looking for someone to validate worth that only you can validate that's given to you through the Holy Spirit and through, you know, him, you being able to acknowledge yourself before him, your shortcomings, everything that makes you you being able to acknowledge it before God without condemnation and then learning to receive and accept his grace so you can give that to other people. You know, so I, I want you guys to think about that, you know, unity and disunity. Think about it in marriage. You know, my husband and I have been together for 19 years. Unity between us has been, has been crucial, you know, learning to listen to each other, you know, not just like listen, like hear him talk and then just wait to defend myself, but learning to understand and appreciate, you know, what he's trying to say, being, you know, being open, being humble, like, you know, maybe I need to look at this differently. Maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture, you know, am I letting my perception of something rule, rule, you know, am I, am I allowing the reality to come in? You know, so unity versus disunity. I mean, are you seeking unity? Unity takes a lot of work. takes a lot of humility, right? Um, how do we treat other people that are different? You know, are we going to be like, oh, it's my way. You're wrong. You know, think about how people do that even in marriages or, you know, look, I don't understand you, but I want to understand you. I want to understand where you're coming from because don't you want to be understood? We all want to be understood. But we got to be willing to do the work to take the work that it takes to have the unity that we're all seeking in our relationships with everybody, with the marriage, with our children, with the body of Christ, co-workers, you guys, it's, it's a process, right? And so, you know, um, you guys, just a couple things to remember too. If you really want to promote unity instead of disunity, you're going to have to understand Uh, not to assume the worst, right? To be humble. And disunity is easy because it requires no change on your half, not even changing your perspective. It doesn't, it doesn't require you to mature and grow, you know? So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta ask ourselves, Lord, what attitudes am I taking? Am I going with unity or disunity? What, how, how, what's my relationship to anger? Am I maybe ignorant to to certain character traits or boundaries that need to be in place. You know, am I, am I maybe allowing myself to be a doormat and take advantage of, um, am I communicating what I need to other people? Cause a lot of times that don't happen either. Why do you think people get so angry? Maybe they feel like they can't communicate. They, they have they never were, they never, they were never taught growing up that it was their responsibility to tell them what they needed. Now kids know this, um, instinctively, right? Why do you think parents get so frustrated? Because they they say, hey, mom, can I have this? Can I do that? Why? They ask lots of questions. They tell you what they need straight up. But for some reason, um, parents don't want to deal with that. And they can actually, you know, uh, hinder their kid from growing in that essential essential character trait, that essential skill. Because are you ever going to quit needing anything as you get older? You, I mean, are we not, were we not created needy, dependent creatures upon God in that way? We are very dependent upon him and we should be interdependent on one another, right? Interdependent means you know your worth 
and then you also know the worth that other people have that you need. You know what they have that you that you don't have on your own. You don't possess. You know, like my husband, he's an amazing problem solver. Like he can fix anything and everything. It's 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 amazing how he can look at something and come up with a solution so quickly. You know, I can get stuck in the details at times. You know, I'm very much like breaking it down, trying to understand kind of like step by step by step by step. And that's a great thing. However, I can get stuck sometimes, you know, but my husband, he's kind of like, okay, boom, 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 like chunks of information versus me. I'm more of like breaking down those chunks. So we complement each other a lot in that way. And so I need him in that way. So I don't get stuck in and hung up on the details. Cause there's certain things that you just, you can actually, you've understood it to death. There's no more you can understand here. It's time to move on, you know? And so anyway, you guys just appreciating those things about each other, knowing your worth, and knowing that you need what other people have because you know that you're more of an all-knowing. You're a humble person, you know. And, um, you know, just like I said, asking yourself, you know, do you have these characters? Do you have these choices? Are you making these choices? Are you choosing to be responsible or irresponsible? Are you choosing to be humble or arrogant and prideful? Now, I'm going to assume that most people don't want to choose to be arrogant and prideful. We don't, we don't want to uh, be associated that way because uh, it's, it's pretty negative right? But if you are not growing and developing and your life isn't changing the way you want it to, and you're not getting things that, you know, you're not getting what you want, you might have an issue with this and not even realize it, right? Are you, are you getting in touch with what you need and asking for it, right? And whose responsibility is that, right? And so anyway, my friends, I hope this gave you some perspective for the day. Tomorrow, we're going to finish talking about different choices of maturity um, I hope you guys found some value in this. These are, you know, some choices that I'm, I'm challenging myself with these things too. You know, how am I choosing to grow and develop myself? And, you know, like Lord, just continue to give us the grace to do it. You guys, it's going to take a lot of humility, a lot of grace, a lot of love, a lot of patience, a lot of compassion to make these transformations, but it's completely worth it. It's part of the journey. You're going to die anyway, yo. So you might as well just make it the most of it that you can. And, you know, take the pain of change and transition versus the pain of regret. Man, I wonder what happened if I just would have, you know, looked at this differently or did this or that, right? God will give us the grace that we need to do the hard things that we need to do, right? To grow and to change and to develop. So anyway, you guys, thank you for listening and and subscribing to the podcast. Um, You guys continue to share with your friends. The more you do that, the more it boosts up the algorithm. You guys check out my page on Facebook, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. I go live every Friday. I did a video last Friday talking about, um, oh, what was it? I can't even remember now, you guys. I think it was something with forgiveness. But, uh, oh, no, it was about fear. And um, the video didn't upload. It was, oh, I was so disappointed. So I'm probably going to do another video about that this Friday, you guys. So uh, check out that page. I go live every Friday. You can also check out Daily Encouragement on YouTube. My husband and I go live usually about 6 o'clock p.m. We'll jump on there. And uh, we try to get it at 6. You guys, sometimes it just doesn't work out. We're a few minutes late. Uh, but we really try to get on by 6. Between 6 and 6.10, I suppose, we jump on there and just share with you guys the things that he was talking to us about. We told you guys we've been doing home church for a long time. My husband decided he was going to take full spiritual responsibility for us and, you know, be that spiritual leader for us. And so we want to share with you guys the things that the Lord's teaching us, because at the end of the day, the Lord should be in the home primarily. Like number one should be in the home, the most of all places. It's great to go out and meet with other people that love the Lord, 
but we got to be able to bring that same spirit back into our home because that's what we give, right? Whatever you got going on in your own home is what you give to the rest of the world. So, you know, we got to be comfortable, uh, with God being the Lord of every area of our life, you know? And so my husband, uh, takes the time with you guys on Sunday to share with you the things that, you know, the Lord's revealing to him and hopefully inspire and encourage you guys. So anyway, check that out on YouTube on Sundays, but anyway, I love you guys so much. Thanks for, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you tomorrow.